You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Hey friends, this is your host, Crystal Niehoff, and welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you're a military parent who's thinking about homeschooling your child, you're not alone. In the United States, there's an estimated 3.7 million homeschooled students, according to the National Home Education Research Institute. This represents 6 to 7% of the general population of school-aged children. This number then rises dramatically among military families. According to the Blue Star Families 2021 Military Family Lifestyle Survey, Quote, continuing a trend, there are elevated numbers of active duty family respondents, 13%, who choose to homeschool their children, nearly two to four times the proportion of children ages 5 to 17 homeschooled in the general U.S. population, end quote. Okay, so you've decided that homeschooling is right for your family, but taking the plunge feels overwhelming and even a bit scary. When tackling a task that feels overwhelming, I ask myself this, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? So let's break it down into manageable bite-sized chunks. Here's your how to start homeschooling checklist. If you're not able to jot down all the steps right now, no worries. I'll have them available in my show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. All right, let's get started. Step number one, talk with your spouse to make sure they're on board with homeschooling first. Homeschooling is a big decision, so you'll want to make sure you and your spouse are on the same page. Talk it over, pray about it together, go through the steps I'm sharing with you today together, because homeschooling And life in general will be less stressful if you both are in agreement. Step number two, find out the legal requirements for homeschooling in your area. Laws vary from state to state and country to country, so it's important that you do your research. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association, HSLDA, is an excellent resource for this. On their website, you can look up the state or country that you plan to homeschool in. HSLDA gives insight and advice on how to homeschool in that area legally, including what records to keep, what subjects are required, and if you need to file any paperwork with your intent to homeschool. The monthly cost for membership, which is pretty low, and there's also a yearly plan as well, is worth it for the extensive resources they offer both on their website as well as access to a knowledgeable attorney on home education laws. And just for the peace of mind in knowing that they've got your back if the school system or child protective services ever question your legal right to homeschool. 
Once you have a good understanding of the homeschooling requirements in your area, you can go on to step number three, which is research your options. And this is really a two-part step. So first, you'll want to determine your homeschool style. Perhaps you want to take a more traditional approach. Many first-time homeschoolers emulate a public or private school setting, including me, because that's what we're familiar with. A traditional approach typically includes textbooks, workbooks, literature, science supplies, as well as other educational resources and materials. Families who follow a traditional homeschool method are also concerned with making sure their homeschool uses grade-level appropriate curriculum. The traditional method also requires more extensive involvement from you, the parent-teacher. Though nowadays there are online programs available which may teach and or grade the material for one or all classes, which takes some of the workload off of you. Another common approach is student-led, delight-directed, self-study, learning, and some may also refer to this as unschooling. This style of homeschooling gives the student the option to study the topics they desire and more control over what and even when they study. It's thought that this method helps to create more focused and engaged students. Although our family didn't use this approach solely, I did utilize it in a way to help my daughter learn to read back when we first pulled my oldest daughters out of public school. She was going into second grade and wanted nothing to do with reading. Not at all. Nada. I think it was because it was pushed so heavily on her in school that I think it both bored her and overwhelmed her. So when I started teaching her myself, I tried all the methods that I had read about from professionals. And then finally, I listened to my mom instincts and relaxed a bit to take the pressure off of her and me. Then I went to the library and checked out some books with horse pictures in them. They were just picture books at first. And I just let her pick up the book and look through it and just enjoy looking at the pictures. Then I found a few more books and began reading to her. And then I asked her to read to me. Quick note here, I should mention, though, that she did have the basics of reading down, but that was it. She just refused to read on her own. There was no other reason for it other than she just didn't want anything to do with it. Well, before long, she was reading closer to her grade level. I then used horse stickers to motivate her to read aloud to me and silently to herself, which then I would have her tell the story back to me. I didn't realize it then, but I was using a delight-directed slash Charlotte Mason method combo. Over the years, we learned about horses in history, wrote about horses, took horse riding lessons, and studied the science of horses. The point is, is that I used horses initially to motivate her to read, and I learned then to use horses as a way to motivate her to learn about everything surrounding horses, and she loved it. So even if you don't choose the delight-directed approach solely, you may find that it has a very useful place still in your home education program. All right. 
Another style of homeschooling is the classical approach. This is based on a three-part process, grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Some homeschool families combine a biblical Christian perspective with the standard classical stages to create a unique trivium approach. Then yet another homeschooling style is the Charlotte Mason method. The Charlotte Mason style of homeschooling uses rich literature and living books rather than textbooks or dumbed down twaddle, as they call it. Instead of worksheets or answering questions in the back of a book, this style asks the student to retell or narrate everything he or she can remember from the reading. By definition, living books engage the reader, relays ideas, and is even written in a lively, interesting, engaging style by someone with a passion for and great knowledge of the subject. They are also whole books, not excerpts or dry textbooks. There's so many different styles and philosophies of education that I could easily do an entire episode over it, and I may do that down the road, but please for now know that this is just a quick summary to give you a glimpse of everything that's out there to choose from. Next, you'll need to choose curriculum. Once you have a general idea of how you want to educate your child, you'll want to look for curriculum and materials that fit your chosen method. Many families start with a curriculum that their friend or neighbor uses, and then as they become more familiar with homeschooling, their child and their own teaching style and comfort zone, switch to one that works better for them. And that's perfectly okay. For a quick rundown, if you're looking at a more traditional educational choice, some well-known publishers are Abeka, Bob Jones University Press, and Calvert, just to name a few. These can be bought as a boxed set by grade level or individually. They also come with grading keys and teacher's guides. Abeka and Bob Jones University also has video courses taught by teachers that are available at an additional charge. I'm not sure about Calvert. I do know that there are so many other options available, but again, there's just so many and it's it's hard to cover them all in one episode. If you're looking for a workbook-based, School of Tomorrow and Alpha Omega Life Pack are available. These are workbooks called Paces by School of Tomorrow or Life Packs by Alpha Omega. A subject like math, English, history, etc. may have 10 to 12 workbooks, but each workbook is one unit. For example, a science textbook may have 10 chapters of study in the different areas being covered for that grade, but a PACE or LIFE pack covers one unit per PACE or LIFE pack to total then 10 to 12 PACEs or LIFE packs. Online options are Time for Learning, Monarch, and SchoolhouseTeachers.com. Again, just to name a few. SchoolhouseTeachers.com in particular is entirely online, but it is curriculum and resource materials, not an entire course with a teacher or automatically graded. It's accessed by membership only. However, one membership covers the entire family and all grades, kindergarten through 12th. 
They also have many resources for both parents and preschoolers as well. You can download the materials or utilize them online. Okay, moving on to another type of curriculum, and this can also be looked at as a method of homeschooling, and that is unit studies. Well-known publishers in this area are Sunlight, My Father's World, Amanda Bennett, among others, and you can also design your own. Unit studies pair wonderfully with a delight-directed or Charlotte Mason method of homeschooling. Unitstudy.com gives this explanation of what a unit study is. Quote, a good unit study involves learning about one topic in an interesting and engaging way that will captivate the student and make them want to learn more and continue to think about the things they are learning. From cell phones to Ethiopia to catapults and elephants, unit studies can open up the world to your child one topic at a time. A unit study captures children's attention and helps them understand the pieces of the whole as they fit together. When they learn about the oceans with a unit study, they learn about whales and dolphins, how the oceans flow, how explorers traveled the oceans with currents and wind, and how big and wide and deep the oceans. Through this approach, children develop critical thinking skills as they see how all of these components work together, end quote. So there again, this is just a quick overview of the curriculum options available to us homeschoolers today. So with all that's available out there, how do you decide? Well, I would suggest that you ask yourself these questions. Does this program or curriculum fit with what our family can afford, the homeschooling style or method that we've chosen, our family values? Will it fit into our family schedule and lifestyle? Also consider the learning needs of your child. Are they visual learners, auditory learners? Do they learn best by reading and or writing? Or are they kinesthetic, meaning they're tactile, and learn best through recreating and practicing? Also, don't forget to consider what your teaching style or preference is. Do you want to be very involved and hands-on? Maybe you prefer to be more relaxed and feel stifled if you're too regimented. Or you want something you feel that you can tweak and make it your own or to better suit your child. Perhaps you have young children who require your attention and you need a curriculum that helps your student learn more independently. Or maybe you want a nice mix. It all boils down to this. You get the freedom to choose what works for you, your child, and your family. Many families are eclectic, meaning We blend different styles and curriculums, but the choice is yours. As you sift through all the options, other people's opinions, and everything else, tuck in the back of your mind this reminder. As the teaching parent, you can adapt a method or use more than one method. As a homeschooler, the choice is yours. You get the control, and it can change as needed at any time. All right, moving on now to step number four in our How to Get Started Homeschooling Checklist. Devise a flexible homeschool schedule. The key word here is flexible. 
Military families often have hectic and changing schedules, so look for a homeschooling program or curriculum that can work around your unique and busy lifestyle. Consider curriculum as a tool rather than a dictator to your homeschool day. As parent and teacher, you can customize it to fit your child's educational needs and your family's schedule. And please, don't stress yourself out. Set realistic goals for your homeschool journey. Don't try to do too much too soon. Take it one day at a time. And remember that the way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Step number five is, in my opinion, a crucial step on your homeschooling journey. Whether you're a new homeschooler or a seasoned homeschooler, we all need to find a support system. You can do this by talking to other homeschooling families. They can provide information, support, and resources, and we love to help new homeschoolers. Another way to build your tribe is to consider joining a homeschool group or co-op. Homeschool groups offer activities, field trips, social events for both the students and the parents, maybe even proms and graduations. A homeschool co-op is a group of families who meet together and work cooperatively to achieve common goals. Co-ops can be organized around academics, social time, the arts, activities, crafts, service work, or projects, or some combination of these. You can also find ways to connect with other homeschooling families through the use of social media. There are many homeschooling groups and forums available online and can be a great resource for advice and support. These also help us to stay connected even during a PCS. And finally, step number six. I recommend that you check out homeschool curriculum fairs and attend a homeschool conference. Curriculum fairs allow you to see different homeschool curriculum options Homeschool conferences offer workshops and keynote speakers that cover different aspects of homeschooling, parenting, and so on. And there's usually a large exhibition hall where you can get a hands-on look at different curricula and materials and resources, and many times also be able to talk with staff from the different publishing companies. Curriculum fairs and conferences are a fantastic way to learn more about homeschooling and also connect with other homeschooling families. So I hope you're beginning to see that with a little planning and prep and by using this How to Start Homeschooling checklist, homeschooling your child can be exciting and enjoyable for both you and your student. As we close our time together today, let me leave you with this thought to ponder from educational theorist and supporter of school reform, John Holt. We learn to do something by doing it. There is no other way. Mr. Holt is so right. Remember, the hardest part is getting started, and the only way to start your homeschooling journey is to take the first step. Friends, thank you so much for listening in today. If you have questions, comments, or just need a little encouragement, you can email me at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't done so already, please take a quick moment and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss a single episode. Then share it with a friend. Links to the resources mentioned today will be included in my show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. 
I'll be back next week with another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Happy homeschooling. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.